You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Aaron Menke's Cabinet of Curiosities, a production of iHeartRadio and Grim and Mild. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. The Catholic Church has existed for nearly two millennia. It's one of the oldest religious institutions in the West, and an organization with such history is bound to have a few secrets. For example, the Freemasons got their start during the Middle Ages and are as mysterious today as they were back then. Yet the symbols they leave behind are everywhere. The square and compass has been spotted on structures all over the world as evidence of Masonic involvement in their construction. Other symbols, however, invite further investigation. Just turn over a dollar bill and you'll see the Eye of Horus, also known as the All-Seeing Eye. Many see that as a Masonic nod to the Supreme Architect of the Universe, but its true purpose on the bill is unknown. Other secrets, though, are not so public. For the Catholic Church, those secrets are stored in a heavily guarded vault beneath Vatican City known as the Secret Archives. The archives were established in 1612, and over the centuries, their contents have changed ownership and location. Today, they make up a 53-mile-long repository of papal documents, ledgers, and other historical artifacts, all of it kept locked away underground. Do you want to see Michelangelo's invoice for his work on the Sistine Chapel, or the court transcripts from Galileo's trial? If you're lucky enough, or privileged enough, you might get to see them. But there's something else stored within the archives, something the church never wanted anyone else to see. But one person found it, and it changed his life. His name was Genrik Mavrikievich Ludwig, and he was a scientist who'd been held during the 1940s in a Russian gulag. He'd studied numerous disciplines, including architecture and ancient languages, as well as mysticism, all while working as a teacher. But he was also arrested and tortured, accused of being a spy for the Vatican perhaps because of the documents he possessed. You see, Ludwig was fascinated by ancient civilizations, especially the Sumerians. In the 1920s, he was allowed into the Vatican to leaf through their secret archives. But rather than pour over the financial details of Michelangelo's greatest work of art, he chose to examine some lesser-known documents. Between the covers of several manuscripts, Ludwig claimed that he learned that the Earth had been visited by extraterrestrial lifeforms thousands of years earlier. According to the texts, their presence helped to shape the directions of the ancient Egyptians, the Mesopotamians, and even the Mayans. The pyramids of Giza, the documents claim that they weren't really tombs, but energy machines built for the benefit of the strange visitors. What type of energy they were meant to create? Well, no one knows. There were photographs, too, and drawings kept there, including pictures of what remained of the walls of Babylon. Those had been destroyed, 
melted even, by what was described as a fiery pillar. Ludwig naturally believed the pillar was a nuclear blast from some alien weapon. He didn't take any of the documentation with him, of course. There would have been no way to smuggle it out of the archives without someone noticing. He did, though, manage to get photographs of a few pages, while others he transcribed from memory as soon as he got home. In the years before his arrest, Ludwig would show his students what he'd learned. His wife was also well aware of his obsession. In fact, she had been the one to turn him into the Soviet secret police in the first place. While he was incarcerated in the Gulag during World War II, Ludwig distracted his mind by creating over a dozen military inventions. He came up with things like a soundproof testing area for airplane engines and a safe way for troops to hurl bombs at tanks at close range. Ludwig was a tortured man, in more ways than one. His spouse had betrayed him, his country had turned on him, and he was cursed with knowledge that no one else would take seriously. But he knew deep down that the answer to all of life's important questions could be answered. Yet no one would believe him. I suppose that's to be expected, though. After all, his ideas were, quite literally, out of this world. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Here. 
Author William Gibson defined a new breed of science fiction with his short stories and novels. His blend of technology with everyday life predates the internet age, but rings truer now than it ever has before. The idea of humans connecting to computers the way we do today was unheard of back then. Technology was meant to be a tool to help us advance our minds. Today, it's become an extension of our minds themselves, and in some ways, has even surpassed them. Gibson once wrote, We are that strange species that constructs artifacts intended to counter the natural flow of forgetting. You see, we don't forget anymore. The internet is forever. Our pocket cameras capture every moment as they happen, saved to some nebulous cloud for all eternity. Before smartphones and the web, though, there was a time when our memories were curated. We stored them in photo albums. We displayed them on a mantle above our fireplace. And if they were curious enough, we kept them somewhere else entirely. In the middle of the 16th century, Archduke Ferdinand II ruled outer Austria from Ambras Castle. The enormous palace resided in Innsbruck and was treated more like a museum than a mansion. In the Spanish hall of the castle, Ferdinand kept 27 portraits of the rulers of Tyrol, a region of the Alps that was later dissolved after World War I. He also had a vast collection of armor and weapons on display, primarily throughout the lower castle. He wanted to honor the memories of great commanders whose armor he possessed while also demonstrating the historical importance of German military gear. In the upper castle was the Habsburg Portrait Gallery, a collection that has grown to almost 300 paintings over the last 400 years. The portraits depict the great rulers of the Habsburgs, as well as the Holy Roman Empire. A short walk from the portrait gallery were other collections as well, including an exhibit devoted to glass from the Renaissance and Baroque periods, Gothic sculptures, and frescoes. It's safe to say that the Archduke was quite the collector. But perhaps his greatest collection was in the lower castle. The Chamber of Art and Wonders held some of the most incredible paintings of historical figures found anywhere in the world. For example, one of the portraits on display is that of Petrus Gonzalves, also known as the Man of the Woods. You might remember him as Pedro Gonzalez, the Spanish nobleman who was born with hypotrichosis, a condition that caused large amounts of hair to sprout all over his body. Then there is a portrait of Gregor Bakke, a Hungarian soldier, also displayed in the chamber. According to the stories, Bakke had either been in the midst of battle or performing in a jousting tournament when he was impaled by a lance through his right eye, and miraculously lived. Ivory sculptures carved with ornate designs, crystals, rare coins, weapons, and odd musical instruments make up a sizable portion of this collection, as did various corals, bronze animals, and automatons. However, much of it was devoted to paintings. One in particular has garnered a lot of attention since its unveiling. It is a portrait of a man with long brownish-black hair and a mustache that stretches across the width of his face. He wears a red cap adorned with a large jewel set against a golden star or sun. Even his red coat is fastened with gold clasps and a matching collar. The painting subject has been described as the personification of evil, and thanks to his reputation for cruelty, was immortalized in one of the most famous tales ever told. His name was Vlad Tepes, also known as Vlad the Impaler, but you probably know him as one of the inspirations behind the character of Dracula. The Chamber of Art and Wonders at Ambras Castle still exists in its original location. Many other collections have been moved to other facilities, 
or dismantled over the years, making this particular Kunstkammer the oldest of its kind in the world. Oh, and about that word, Kunstkammer is a German word with a very special meaning. It translates roughly as an early type of museum where strange objects were exhibited. But for you and I, it's a little more personal, isn't it? Because in a lot of ways, it symbolizes the 400 people, places, and artifacts that have had their stories told by me to listeners like you all over the world. Yes, Kunstkammer is a funny word. But around here, we call it by a different name. A cabinet of curiosities. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Thank you.